Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today we are doing Leviticus 5 and 6, Psalms 48, and Luke 4. So we're still in Leviticus, and this is where God is really teaching people how to be a society, how to um, how to live a life, basically. And, you know, there's going to be, there's things that we go, gosh, why is it so detailed, or why is it so specific, Um why did it have to be so dramatic with these sacrifices and things like that? It, in a way, it's kind of like um, he had to, God had to do an exaggeration to show people the significance. Because can you imagine he said, okay, guys, uh, don't commit adultery. He already tried that. Oh, my gosh. God already tried to do it the easy way. He had Moses um, take the tablets down. The tablets had all the Ten Commandments. And he said, now take this down to the people. They just, it was just too simplistic for them. They needed something bigger to make a bigger impact, to to just really influence them. And so even the sacrifices, as specific and as detailed and as grandiose they are, it represents the significance of the the, um, consequences of the sin. So there, there had to be a way to show people that when you do this thing, there's a consequence and nothing shows a consequence like death itself. And remember, let's say they, they have to take their, their best animal, their best goat or whatever animal they're sacrificing. That's a big, big deal. To them, that was their livelihood. That was their currency. That was their business. So it's a really big deal what they chose to sacrifice. And those who didn't have livestock, their grain, I mean, that was their life force, was their grain and how they lived on. So there's a lot more significance than that than we can see in what he was trying to teach the people. But most importantly, he was trying to emphasize sin has consequence. Something has to pay for the sin that was done. So chapter five, um, I'm just going to read that the first, basically the first verse, because it's really interesting. If anyone sins because they do not Speak up when they hear a public charge to testify regarding something they have seen or learned about. They will be held responsible. Um, I have that highlighted in my Bible because I read this back in 2020. I don't know if you remember, but I said earlier on in January when we started reading the Bible that I was reading the Bible like this in 2020. And there was a lot of things being exposed um, and a lot of information that was coming out around this time. And I read this verse and it was kind of convicting. If anyone sins because they do not speak up when they hear a public charge to testify regarding something they have seen or learned about, they will be held responsible. You know, before COVID, it was very easy to just live your life, mind your own business, keep to yourself. But today, there's so much corruption and evil going on in the world that people need to really stand up for each other. And now we know that there is groups of people that are really suffering. And, you know, let's say, let's say you're at a restaurant and you see that someone really is human trafficked and you see a young person and they're giving you eye contact and they're trying to say something like they're being trafficked maybe. Do we speak up now or do we still just mind our own business? If we see someone being bullied, do we just walk on by? Do we intervene? So this really spoke to me that um, because there's a lot of truths that need to be spoken in this world right now. And this just emphasized that. Okay, so the rest of chapter five is just talking about sacrifices. Um, 
guilt offering. How do you sacrifice, I think it was a ram from the flock, from your flock uh, for a guilt sacrifice. And then chapter six, the Lord said to Moses, if anyone sins and is unfaithful to the Lord by deceiving a neighbor about something entrusted to them or left in their care or about something stolen, or if they cheat their neighbor, or if they find lost property and lie about it, or if they swear falsely about any such sin that people may commit. When they sin in any of these ways and realize their guilt, they must return what they have stolen or taken by extortion or what was entrusted to them or the lost property they found or whatever it it was they swore falsely about. You see the detail? Wow. They must make full restitution in full, add a fifth of the value to it and give it Give it all to the owner on the day they present their guilt offering. God is really trying to teach humankind how to live. Um, So then we move on, talks about burnt offerings and how to do that. And then it goes into detail about grain offering. That one's interesting too. And then sin offerings and how how the priests had to, how their clothing was, um, they had to like burn their clothing after they were in this whole, in the holy place, something like that. It's really interesting. And I just think it's fascinating how God's just trying to teach the people to have reverence. So, I mean, think about it. It's funny because we can have opinions about the way things are done, but then when you ask someone, okay, if you were God, how would you do it? And they can't answer. You can't answer. How would you teach a a group of people that have been living in slavery for 400 years and have these old customs? How would you teach them? Would you do it the way God did it? I don't know. Um, Okay, so moving on to Psalms 48. Psalms 48, most of the Psalms is a worship. Now, if you want to usher in the Holy Spirit or you want to bring heaven to earth or you want something dramatic happen, even today, the way to do it is worship. Bring God into the presence through worship. And that's what Psalms, most of the chapters in Psalms are doing. It's just David just worshiping God and just bringing down the presence of God. And he's doing that in chapter 48. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth. Like the heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion. The city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the king joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, pain like that of a woman in labor. You destroyed them like a ships of Tarshish, shattered by an east wind. So he goes on and on. And at the very end, which I like to read the last verse, for this is God, our God, forever and ever. He will be our guide, even to the end, if you hear nothing else about today's reading, it's this verse right here. For this God is our God forever and ever and ever and ever. We're talking 2021, 2022, 2020, 20, forever. Like, even though we can imagine what the future is going to look like and it's kind of scary. Like, if, if we have all the things that are happening now, can you imagine what it's going to be like in the future? You can have comfort in the fact that God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even to the very end. Powerful stuff. 
Okay, moving on to Luke 4. Luke 4 is, yep, we know the story of Jesus being tested in the wilderness because Matthew and Mark both covered that part. Jesus being tested in the wilderness, you can read that. And then this one is a little bit kind of cool. Jesus is rejected at Nazareth. So Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole country. He was teaching in the synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as it was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to our, for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened to him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. They must have been dumbfounded, like, wait, what? Are you just reading the passage, or are you saying that's you? There must have been, like, this still silence. Like, whoa, what's he saying? So, <clears throat> that's interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked. Jesus said to them, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physicians, heal yourself. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, do here in your hometown what we have heard that you do in Capernaum. Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there are men... There were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, only Nahum and Sirin. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, terrible so this was his hometown and basically he was predicting exactly what would happen by quoting the story of elijah it's very interesting and you almost wonder like okay why did god why did jesus do this why was he provoking them why was he like poking at them was he poking at them or was he being prophetic letting people know i mean he did the same thing with um, peter when he said peter you're going to deny me three times and he's telling the people of Nazarene, he says, a prophet is not welcomed in his own home. And they told the story of Elijah and how it exactly happened like that. So it was very common for Jesus to speak this way. And then at the end of chapter four, Jesus um, frees some demons and he's also going around town healing lots of people. So it's a good chapter. I hope you enjoyed that. Talk to you soon.